The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. For tuning in the antidote on Trent Radio 92.7 FM. Our opening song tonight, Follow the Leader, comes from our somewhat unusual feature artist for tonight, the Rose Hill. Really, the main reason why this band is unusual is having a female screamer, Beth Durbin, as vocalist. Now, I know that's not really an oddity in the mainstream market, but in the Christian music realm, it's a rarity. 
The Rose Hill met with the Antidote a number of weeks ago to chat about their music and career, and we're going to be sharing that conversation with you tonight. But for now, we'll head into our next song with The Rose Hill, Make Me Whole.
Weekly Antidote is being visited by the Rose Hill. Can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us what your role is in the band? I'm Steve. I play the guitar. I'm Tiffany, and I play bass. I'm Corey, and I play guitar. I'm Aaron. I play drums. I'm Bethany, and I do the vocals. I'm Kevin, and I play guitar. Now, I have to explain how I first heard of the Rose Hill. I was at Cornerstone in 2012, mm. and I saw this guy with a cardboard box hanging from his neck on a lanyard. So I stopped the talk, and he pulled a CD out of the box, and the cover showed a girl with her face and arms raised up to heaven. And I explained that I wasn't really into praise and worship music. But, of course, I found out your band is far from being a straight worship band. Like You're not trying to mislead people with your album covers, are you? <laughs> not intentionally. I mean, we we definitely represent, you know, a Christian band, I guess. But, I, I mean, not intentionally. We're just, we're really artsy people. So we try to, like, get that across in our albums. And I know that, like, the hardcore genre in general is all about, like, blood and people like i don't know heads of animals and whatever being on the covers of cds but we're just not about that block letters block letters <laughs> we, we like to try to portray us because the us in this band is not uh the typical the hardcore typical. people we all kind of have different backgrounds and many of those are not anywhere near related to hardcore <laughs> <laughs> then why the choice to become a hardcore band um, I guess that's, it's in our blood. I don't know. Like, um, when I started the band with Kevin and Steve, we were trying to figure out a direction and it just gradually got heavier as we were moving along. Cause I can't sing whatsoever. And I just felt like screaming was just kind of like the calling for me. So it worked out really well.
the song Dreamer came from the Rose Hills 2010 release with All That I Am.
Christian hardcore is dominated by men, and that puts you, Beth, in sort of an unusual position as the screamer for the Rose Hill. Have you ever been looked down upon that for taking that role? Uh, yes. Um, it's so male-dominated. I've had people come up to me and be like, well, I wasn't sure because you're a girl and you're in a metal band. It could go either way because there's not many of us, but... The best compliment I ever got, um, we had played with um, Impending Doom up in Dayton, Ohio, and he looked at me after we played and he said, you frightened me. And <laughs> and I, I, just, I was just like, well, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> That's one you can put up on the rack then. Yeah. Having a compliment like that from Impending Doom. Yeah. <laughs> An unusual edge to the music of the Rose Hill is your use of a guitar. You gotta admit that's an odd choice for a metalcore band. So how did that all come about? Um, well, basically, I have only played keys and pianos like my whole life. It's the only instrument I play. And uh, me and Kevin were in a band prior to this one uh, called Killing Calypso, and uh, I played keys in that band too. Um, actually, guitar because. Uh, Right around the time I joined the band, uh, Showbread had just kind of blown up. Right. And we also, we knew a band locally that had a guitar in their band. And I, I had been around the guys when they were writing all their music, because I wasn't actually in the band yet. And uh, I sort of learned some of the melodies on keys. And so then, finally, uh, our vocalist at the time said to go ahead and try to figure out a way to join the band. So the guitar was kind of getting big around then, so we're, I, we were like, hey, let's do it. So... My parents actually bought the keytar, and then I bought uh, just a little rack mount synth to use with it, and uh, you know played a first show. At this point, it's been, gosh, almost nine years, I think. And uh, I've just been in two bands with uh, Kevin ever since because we we had this, we had a Killing Calypso, which been done for a while, and that sort of turned into what we're doing now with the Rose Hill. That's sort of the background, I guess. Uh, I've played keys, I've always played keys, so it's pretty much how I can contribute.
I know you're never supposed to ask this question, but why did you choose the Rose Hill? <laughs> well, we we were signed on to an independent label at one point, and when we got signed on, we were actually called the Epidemic, and uh, that name was just kind of a copyright disaster, honestly, because there were so many Epidemics or the Epidemic or what have you. There's just so many bands out there with something Epidemic in their name, so. When we signed on, they said you should really, you know, honestly consider changing your name. So we had sat down about it and we wanted it to be something that, you know, embodied what we were about and just kind of like shared our story and everything all in one. And we came up with the Rose Hill just because it means love at the cross. Right. Now, the record label you signed to, that was Sacrosanct? Yes. Are they still in existence? (laughs) That's a good question. As far Um, as we know. (laughs) As far as we know, they are. We were signed on for um, about three and a half years, and we um, produced two full lengths out of them, and then our contract was over. So, Okay, so that might be in the history books now. Yeah. <laughs> we fulfilled the contract, and uh, uh, the future is the future. Yep. Yeah, we're just ready to move on. We're ready for what's next. So, so what is next? Just going to remain as independent? You look for a new label? What's the story? Um. We were like two years old at the time that we got signed, and um, even then we weren't really looking. It's always been a, you know, if, if that's God's plan, it's God's plan, and if it happens, then, you know, most certainly, you know, it would be taken into heavy consideration. So I don't really know where we're at right now. I, I hope that a major label is around the corner, but, you know, if not, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. You've had some practice at that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Six years. That is, that's a long stretch for a lot of bands. Yeah. We've had a lot of consistency, too. I mean, we've had member changes, but they haven't been uh, they haven't been awful. You know, a lot of bands go through a lot of member changes, and we, we've been pretty solid for, for quite some time now.
Avenger from the Rose Hill. And now back to the interview with the band. Christian artists typically shy away from covering difficult topics, but Beth, you really poured out both your soul and your past on the new single, Offender. Can you fill us in about that song? Uh, yeah, that song, um, let's just say it was a long time coming. Um, our friend Jamie approached us about a year, or approached me rather, about a year and a half ago, um, wanting to start up a, an organization in Cincinnati, Ohio called A Voice for the Innocent. And he wanted to do that because he was sexually abused throughout his entire life. And uh, I was totally behind the project. And when he started it, he definitely wanted like bands to jump behind it, you know, because music is such a powerful form of expression to get topics like this, you know, a voice. And uh, he wanted to do this compilation, and he was like, you know, I need you guys to do this. I, I really need, you know, your story. So as hard as it was, it, it took me months to write it and sit down with it and, you know, just kind of revisit that time that, that it all happened. But as hard as it was, it was just kind of like a driving point that, okay, we're, we're going to open the door to help people. We're going to open this voice that's been too quiet for so long, and I just let it all out. Do you find that's healing, or is that an emotional struggle for you? Uh, it's a little bit of both, actually. We've played the song a handful of times now out live, and uh, it can go either way. You know, you're fine with it, and you're performing the song, and you feel great about it. And then the next time you perform it, it's like, oh, man, I just don't even want to think about this right now. But having the fan response, you know, either they message me personally or they message us, you know, on the band page or they come up to us after the show and the fan response has just been incredible. There's so many people that I would have never imagined that's been going through the same thing or had gone through the same thing and they, uh, they're just really touched by the song. So that in itself is healing for me, just knowing that it's helping someone else out. And I think everybody should be thanking you for doing that. <laughs> I just I wanted to do it for more of just to help. It's it's not anything else than you know, I, I didn't want someone to be like, Oh, you know, praising me for it or anything. I just I wanted to, to try and be a help.
does member changes in a band affect the, the sound of the music oh gosh <laughs> it, yeah it, it depends on the instrument but yeah in its direct impact but most certainly it affects it entirely no matter what it is you don't know who the new member is going to be like what their influences are and you know what they're going to bring to the table and everyone in this band is influenced differently and we all have a, a voice and contribution to what we do and we each feed off of each other so you switch one out, and the feed is just entirely different. So it really is a group effort, all of your music. Oh, right? yeah, completely. It's, you know, if Kevin's writes something, and Corey can add to it and kind of mix it together, and then Steve comes in with, like, a guitar lead, and uh, me and Aaron and Tiffany just kind of, you know, put our input in there as well. I mean, we all have to feed off of each other. It just won't work otherwise. What's the focus of the lyrics by the Rose Hill? Um... I have always written the lyrics based off experiences, um, either my own or fans we've come in contact with that want to share their story, and it's inspiration for me. Uh, a lot of With All That I Am was just pure experience and just me coming into my, my own walk, and with Powerless, it was more driven off the fact that you know we truly are powerless without God, and every song that I wrote on that album is kind of like an experience of what that would be like without God.
one song that really grabbed me on your Powerless album is A Sinner's Plea. Tell us about the lyrics and why you felt drawn to record that song. Uh, gosh, that song was, um, I guess from a music standpoint, we were like, we just need to get something out that's going to be like, you know, really catchy and really driving. And um, I was reading, you know, my word and everything. And I, I was just thinking about the place we should be you know, as sinners, but as Christians as well, like the place we should be is just to leave it to God and try and help when we can and try and be the best portrayal of, you know, Christ's love that we can. So I tried to put that all in the song. And, you know, there's so much negativity out there with people and like wanting revenge and what have you. And there's just so much hate and everything. And I just, my main point for that song was just to realize that, you know, revenge is God's like, you have to give that to God. You can't just hold on to that because it it'll just end up destroying you. So we all have to be united in it. We have as a Christian band, you know, we all have to feel that way. We all have to uh just come together and be a team and I I just really wanted that to be a a song where you give it to God and remember who's who he is. So it's not vengeance's mine saith the rose hill. No. No. Um Via the lyrics, it says before that, it says, for he said, revenge is his and his alone. Who am I to avenge on my own? And naturally, a hardcore band with a chant that just kind of took over. And um, it, it's really fun. It's a really fun part to do. But if you really dive into the lyrics, that's that's what it's all about.
Now, I was watching a YouTube video about your tour this year, and I realized that one of the band members has a major drinking problem. <laughs> you care to explain? Well, that is... Um, oh. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, that is uh, merch guys at their finest, honestly. Um, our, our merch guys are just... They're goofy. They keep us on our toes. They keep us awake at night, and um, they're just great. So... They came up with this whole idea that they were going to do the milk challenge. That's to drink a whole gallon of milk within a short period of time without vomiting. And as you can tell by our video, that didn't really pan out. <laughs> so it's scientifically impossible. And we kept explaining this to him. It was our friend Chris McKinney of a band uh, Gnashing of Teeth here out of Dayton. He, he was convinced that, no, I can do it. I know I can do this. So he bought a half gallon. He's like, Okay, I feel good. So we went back in the store and he bought another half gallon and was like, I could do this. And he got like a quarter of the way through that one. It was like, oh, no. <laughs> that the worst is that you have an hour to take the challenge. And oh, yeah. he did it, like he did it in about yeah. 10 minutes. And so it's not really a surprise that it didn't work out for him. <laughs> oh, the fun you get to have on tour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked that that particular video. I always like to say that that was a uh, that's tour from the eyes of the Rose Hill. Yeah, and then you can see like three quarters of the video was was those two. Yeah, uh, Chris and Caleb. I do most of the driving, but uh, they do a really good job at keeping me awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Rose Hill have put out a couple of announcements since this interview took place. A downer is that they've lost their guitarist Steve, who's heading on to a new chapter in his life. But on a positive note, the band has been busy writing new music and they're expecting to release a new EP this spring. So I know I'm going to be looking forward to hearing that. The Antidote can be found on Trent Radio 92.7 FM each Wednesday night at 9. I think uh, everybody in Peterborough has probably had enough of the huge amount of snow and the brutal cold weather that we've been experiencing. Well, on next week's episode of The Antidote... We're going to head to the warm weather of New Zealand and Australia and the music of artists who call Australasia home. So be sure to tune in and discover some musicians you may have never heard from before. Well, we're going to say goodbye to the Rose Hill in a song that cries out to God on O Wayward Girl. See you next week. How do people pick up merch from the Rose Hill? Go to our Facebook page and go to the store and order some shirts and yeah. CDs. And we also accept gas cards. We do. Yes, we <laughs> and steak and shake gift cards. We accept those as well. Um, for a mailing address, just email the Rose Hill at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. That is true. That's a great plug for the band. <laughs> hey, Spoken got someone's gift card. That's true. At, uh, at the underground. That's true. Matt got, he just said, hey, who has some gift cards? And a bunch of people held gift cards up. He's like, all right, pass them up. Pass them up right now. Like, all right, thanks. And put them in his pocket. So, yeah, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> the Rose Hill has been spending some time with the antidote. Thanks to all of you for speaking with us. Bye. 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 Thanks. Thanks, the antidote. Ha, 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 ha.